Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue who began to argue with Stephen. But they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We have heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. So they stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Stephen was a man full of confidence in God, full of grace, full of power. And at a time of his life, when he was experiencing immense pressure, he persevered under the pressure. When there was pressure to back down, to stand down, to quit, to compromise, he refused to buckle under the pressure. Today, in part three of the Acts, I want to speak for just a few moments on the topic, feeling the pressure. So let me ask you this, where are you feeling the pressure this morning? Where are you feeling the pressure? We all experience pressure in life. We're surrounded by pressure, financial pressure, relationship pressure, kid pressure, internal pressure, external pressure, job pressure, pressure to give in to temptation, the pressure of expectations. We experience it all the time. And if you're like me, your first instinct when you start to feel that pressure, especially when it gets hot and heavy, you want to avoid it. You want to run from it. You want to hide from it. But when we do, we often find that the pressure actually intensifies. You look at the story of Stephen. It's an amazing picture of a young man under intense pressure to compromise who he is, to compromise his morals. And yet we see him standing up for what he believes in. If you read the story one way, you could read it as a tragedy, that the pressure was too much, it was too great, and it crushed him. But if you take a deeper look, what you'll find is a magnificent glimpse of what God can do through a person who perseveres under pressure. It's fascinating how the book of Acts describes Stephen's demeanor in the middle of his trial, in the middle of the most intense pressure he's ever experienced in his life. He's surrounded by 71 judges of the Sanhedrin. They're there to, to test him to, to put him under the microscope. 
It says they looked at him intently and then it describes his face. It says his face was like that of an angel. In other words, he was composed, he was serene, he was calm, he was confident under pressure. He wasn't running, he wasn't hiding, he wasn't equivocating, he wasn't buckling under the pressure. He was standing in faith under the pressure. He would not be swayed. You see, Stephen knew something that many of the heroes of the faith knew and, and something that God wants us to know today. And that is that pressure builds power through perseverance. Pressure builds power in us when we persevere, when we stay under it. When an athlete wants to build power or, or conditioning or endurance, they don't put themselves under less pressure, they put themselves under more pressure. They increase the pressure upon them because it's actually the pressure that builds the power that they need, that they want to grow in themselves. It's the same way with our spirit as it is with our body. Our spirit grows stronger when we persevere under pressure. In fact, Jesus' brother, James, who also died a martyr for his faith, wrote this in the first chapter of his letter. He said, count it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds, because you know that by the testing of your faith, you will grow in perseverance. And he said, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be complete and mature, lacking nothing. In other words, perseverance builds power in you. It builds power when you use it to withstand pressure. James uses the word perseverance and it's, it's actually a, one of my favorite words in the scripture. It's a Greek word. It's two words, hupo, meno. Hupo means under. Like it's where we get the word hypo, like a, like a, like a hypodermic needle goes under the skin. Meno means to stand, to withstand, to hold up. So, so what he's really saying is perseverance means to hold up under the weight, to stand up under the weight, not to run from it, not to hide from it, not to equivocate, not to back down, not to stand down. Stand up under the weight because that's where the power begins to grow in your life. And then a few verses down, James actually attaches a prize to perseverance. He said, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having withstood the test, they will receive the crown of life. It's too early for you to quit. It's too early for you to back down. It's too early for you to buckle under the pressure that you're experiencing. I wanna call you, I wanna challenge all of us to, to follow in the footsteps of Stephen, to stand up under the pressure because pressure builds power if we will persevere. If you've ever sat on one of these bench presses, you know that you can put enough plates on here to reach a point where you cannot withstand the pressure. You cannot hold up the weight. You can't do it. You can reach a point where the weight will actually crush you. So the question that I have for Stephen is, how was he able to withstand the immense pressure that he was facing? He's 28, 29 years old and he's facing the pressure of a community that was trying to get him to back down, to stand down, to quit, to acquiesce to their pressure. And somehow he didn't, somehow he stood up to them. How did he do it? Is, it? is it that he's braver than us? Does he have more confidence than us? 
Is he just uh, uh, have a higher threshold for pain? What was it? Well, the scripture actually tells us. It gives us a clue. In Acts chapter 7, verse 55, it says, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. You see, Stephen did not rely upon his own power. Stephen didn't persevere through the pressure because he just had grit and will and strength and ability of his own. He was filled with a power greater than himself. He was overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit. Stephen's life teaches you and I something very, very important about pressure and how to persevere through it. It teaches us that the power within us is greater than the pressure around us. It teaches us that the power of the Holy Spirit is what gives us the strength to persevere under pressure. No, we can't do it on our own. And we shouldn't even try because we'll end up like somebody on one of these benches with too much weight. Now, I have to admit, I made the ultimate gym foul a few years ago when I decided to bench press a little more than I could handle. I got the weight up, I brought it down to my chest, and that was the end. I couldn't get it back up. It's a major gym foul. Please don't do that. Please don't be too proud to ask for a spotter. Don't be too proud to ask somebody for help. You see, that's what Jesus told his followers. He said, listen, I'm gonna leave, but I'm gonna ask my father, and he'll send a helper who'll be with you forever. That is the spirit. The helper, the word helper that Jesus uses is the word paraclete. It means, it, it's where we get the word parallel. It means the helper that's gonna be right beside you, that's gonna be near you, that's gonna be with you. In fact, he's gonna be in you. Jesus said this, he said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What he's trying to communicate is, it's not that you're not going to experience pressure. It's not that the pain will go away. It's not that you'll always be relieved of the diagnosis. It's not that the debt will magically evaporate. It's not that the kids will suddenly straighten up. It's not like any of that. It's that you will have the power to withstand the pain. You will have the power to withstand the pressure. You will have the power to overcome whatever it is that comes your way because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So my challenge to you today is access the power that is in you. Reach for the power that the Holy Spirit can bring you to overcome any kind of pressure that you face. If you're facing debt or a health diagnosis or a relationship problem or financial struggles today, whatever pressure you're facing, just know that the power within you is greater than the pressure around you. Now, the way the story ends is problematic because the story doesn't end the way we want it to end. We find a man, a young man, full of confidence, full of faith, full of hope, full of strength, persevering under pressure, and yet he's not victorious. In the end, the pressure crushes him. He's stoned. He's killed by his enemies, by the opposition. So how does that work? If, if God is for us, if, if no weapon formed against us shall prosper, if God knows every hair on our head, if he'll never leave us or forsake us, how can the story end with Stephen dying? How does that work? How does God win in a situation like that? How does God win by allowing me to get laid off? How does God win if I uh, lose a family member to a disease? How does God win if, if I run into a financial crisis or if somebody that I love leaves me. How, how does that work? How did it work for Stephen? 
How did God win in that situation? Well, there's one little line in the story, a little detail that you may have missed uh, when I first read it. It says this. It says, Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. It's just a little line about a little background character in the story. The witnesses, those who were stoning Stephen, gave their coats to a young man who was observing, a young man who was advocating the murder, a man who was all for it, a young man named Saul. And Saul was holding the coats of those who murdered Stephen. And this young man, Saul, had a front row seat to, to see what it looks like for someone to persevere under pressure by the power of the Holy Spirit. He had a front row seat at the serene look on Stephen's face, the face of an angel. He had a front row seat to hear when Stephen said, lay not this sin to their charge. Don't charge them, God, with this sin. And what he saw had an impact on him. It stuck with him. He couldn't shake it. He couldn't get it out of his mind. And what we'll find out is in two chapters later, that young man, Saul, had one of the most exhilarating and powerful conversion stories that you're ever going to read in the Bible. That young man named Saul is someone that we know to have become the Apostle Paul, the most effective missionary in the New Testament, one of the most prolific writers in the Christian history in the, in the Bible. He had a greater impact on the Christian faith than nearly anyone else. You see, he was just an extra in the story. You, you, you don't know who's watching you persevere under pressure. You don't know who's seeing the way that you persevere in the face of adversity and danger and difficulty and hardship. You see, God doesn't always remove the pressure from us, but God always uses the pressure for His purpose. Scholars and historians will tell you that the stoning of Stephen was the catalyst to the spread of the church. Stephen's death was a catalyst for a worldwide movement. It's part of what made the, the, the faith of Jesus move from a, a localized sect to a worldwide movement. It's that moment that, that Stephen persevered under the pressure. It's that moment that impacted and affected the Apostle Paul that helped to turn him into the world's greatest missionary that the world has ever seen. It was that moment that he was willing to pour it all out. You don't know who's watching you persevere under pressure. You don't know the impact that you're having. You don't know the effect that you will have when you maintain faith in the face of adversity, when you maintain courage in the face of danger, when you persevere under the pressure. At the beginning of this message, I asked you, where are you feeling the pressure? I'm gonna close the message by asking you this. Where is God calling you to persevere? Where is he calling you to withstand the pressure? Where is he ca calling you to hold up under the weight? 
because God wants to fill you with his power. He wants to fill you with his strength. He wants to use the pressure to form you, to empower you, and ultimately to affect and impact the world around you. So persevere today under the pressure by the power of the Holy Spirit.